from inside Memorial Stadium in the Huskers Radio Network studio. It's the Husker Nutrition Podcast, brought to you by Midwest Dairy, representing your local dairy farm families. Here's your host, Jessica Cooty. Hey there, everybody, and welcome into episode three of our Midwest Dairy Nutrition Podcast. Coming up on this monster episode, we'll hear from Peyton Robb from Nebraska Wrestling, the sixth-ranked wrestler in the country at 157 pounds. We'll also hear from Lisa Kopecki, the assistant director of performance nutrition here at Nebraska. But we kick things off with Nebraska women's gymnastics senior Caitlin Higgins. Your second year, right, with the Huskers? Yeah. Uh, what's this uh, season been like in this preseason, I guess? going into it because a year ago it was a little bit different right with the mm -hmm. COVID year yeah it's a lot different and a lot more normal I would say um, it's really nice to be able to have the whole team in the gym because last year we would be coming in in groups and kind of keeping in a little bubble so because of COVID if one of us were to get infected we wouldn't infect the whole team but now it's really nice to have the whole team involved in the gym at the same time um, so that's really nice and now that we're getting ready for season we're all like really cheering each other on to just get better um, and like achieve our goals for this year so and you didn't get a chance to experience the fans right no so and you know we all know and this is my first year here and and with every sport I'm seeing how you know dedicated this fan base is to all sports so how excited are you to get to experience Devaney full and and with fans in it I'm so excited we got a little bit of it last year um, just with being able to travel to other uh, universities that had like more fans allowed but I'm so excited just to have Devaney like filled out um, with fans I think that's going to be really helpful with our team too just having the energy in Devaney so I'm I'm really excited for that it's kind of the sport you guys feed off of the crowds right oh yeah yeah definitely um, you transferred in a year ago uh, and then you tweeted out that coming to Nebraska was the best decision of my life that you love it here why mm -hmm. was this the best decision that you, you could have made um I just feel so happy here like everything just fits in with me and who I am and I don't feel like I have to pretend or be fake um, I can just be myself and my teammates love me for that and I love my teammates for being themselves the coaches are amazing. They are just love us as people before um, athletes. They treat us like individuals, and I just really appreciate that. So I don't know. I couldn't imagine myself anywhere else except here. And you seem to really, um, you had several career highs. You, you qualified as an individual for regionals. How much did you kind of grow just even as a gymnast being here a year ago? So much. I, like my freshman and sophomore year, I always wanted to like be the athlete I was last year, but I never thought that it was possible for me to do that. And then coming here, I think that really helped me make that change and being able to achieve those goals. So I, I don't know what happened last year, but I think everything just from Nebraska um, really helped me just be comfortable and want to achieve those goals. So that, that was really fun and awesome. So how much can you carry confidence like that that you got last year into your senior season and, and taking another step this year? Yeah. A lot of people, when they're senior, get really nervous um, just because it is your last year and you want to be the best you can for your last year. Um, but I don't really feel like too much pressure just because I had that last year and I just need to improve from last year. I'm not trying to get like so much better. It's just improving little things now. So. 
I don't know. I'm not as nervous as I think some people would be. I'm just more excited. That's awesome. Take fans and take us through kind of what it, it's like to prepare for a season, for a gymnastics season. What are you guys kind of going through right now? Um, we're going through a lot of routines. It's more like quality over quantity right now. Um, getting into season, we have to be really consistent in order to make those lineups because not everyone gets to. So the more consistent you are, the more the higher the possibility of you being in a lineup is. And right now it's just focusing on the little details of things like sticking a landing or straightening your knees, pointing your toes, working on your dance on floor. Um, since we all have those skills done, um, now it's just focusing on the little details. Tell us a little bit about this team. What can we expect? What can we look out for? Um, I think we're going to have a lot of depth this year in our lineups. We have a lot of more girls on the team, and I think that's going to be really helpful for us. And we have a lot of energy on this team, a lot of the um, different but similar personalities. I think the team really meshes well with each other. I'm really excited to like get into Devaney and start competing. I think we're really going to feed off of the fans there. Um, but I think we have a lot of personality, I would say. <laughs> Can't wait to see it. So this podcast is kind of focusing on the nutrition part of sports. Mm -hmm. And we, we've talked about football and, and you know, the, the importance of that and because we just got out of a football season. But for gymnastics, kind of take us through the role that nutrition plays. You just talked about, you know, the, the lead up to a season and, and how it can be a grind. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, what kind of role does nutrition play for a gymnast? Right. Well, there's a lot of pressure, I would say, with gymnastics and nutrition just because we're in leotards and we have to make sure we look fit and we are fit to do our sport. But at the same time, we have to fuel our bodies properly. So we use sources here at Nebraska like our nutritionists um, and our sports nutritions to make sure we are fueling our bodies. We get like DEXA scans, probably would say like twice a year, um, just to check our bone density and how we can change our diets to improve on our um, physique and our physical ability. So I would say it plays a huge role, just making sure if you have like an allergy or if you're vegan or a vegetarian, you're still getting those proper nutrients to fuel your body for practice and competition. And you were telling me you have um, celiac disease, which, mm -hmm. uh, you know, again, can be complicated to, to maneuver as an athlete. How has you know, this nutrition staff and kind of everything that's in place here helped you maneuver that as an athlete. Right. Um, they have helped me a lot making sure that when we go on away trips or even if we're at home, making sure I do get gluten-free things because they are offered at restaurants. You just have to ask. Um, but they're really helpful, especially with training table, even here, making sure every day I have something gluten-free or making something extra if something's seasoned with like chicken, if it's seasoned with something gluten, they make something like just grilled chicken so I can have it. So that's really helpful. They're really good at making sure I have what I need. Um, yeah. Not every place has a nutrition department, nutrition staff mm -hmm. like what Nebraska has. And no, certainly not everyone is um, has the kind of resources available to sports outside of football, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it's uh, kind of growing, but as you know, a female student athlete here, uh, how much of a luxury is it? How nice is it to have a team that is dedicated to the nutrition part of it and making sure that your bodies are fueled and especially kind of tailoring to you and, and what you need as well? It's very, very helpful, I would say, just making sure that we have everything we need. We're able to go and ask if they could make something that doesn't have some specific ingredient in it 
or if you're vegetarian or vegan or whatever it is, just making sure that they have an option for you. I think that's really helpful because if we didn't have that, I don't, I don't know what I, I mean, I know what um, foods I can eat, but I don't know where I would like go to get those. So I think it's really helpful making sure we have it here and we don't have to go to like an outside source, making sure we have the things we need. So take us through kind of what you, I mean, how you kind of plan a menu a day for yourself to fuel your body because I mean you have class and then you go to uh, practice which mm -hmm. is a long grind and, and you're training what three events so yeah. I'm sure that can be a, a lot to kind of go through so how do you kind of go through making that plan for what you need personally mm -hmm. well our sports nutritionist if we want to meet with her we're more than able to um, she can kind of help us make a plan for like meals throughout the day and she'll also bring in little snacks for practice so that we can fuel our bodies during practice in case we're like cramping or getting tired. But just with meals throughout the day, I try and plan like ahead of time or during the weekend, I'll take my time to like meal prep for the week. But training table definitely helps. So we get um, lunch and dinner and they always have a different, like all different options of food. Um, so yeah, I think just making sure you're utilizing training table and all the resources here, that really helps me for meal prepping and meal planning. How cool is it with the training table? Because it, the few times I've been down there, it just kind of seems like a big family atmosphere. And, and for mm -hmm. those that might be listening for the first time, we, we talk, we've talked about it a lot, but it's like all the student athletes from all the sports kind of congregate there and, and you kind of see a little bit of everything and people are different sports are sitting with each other and it's just such a cool feel down there as a student athlete yeah. how cool is it to be a part of that it's super fun so I didn't come my freshman year so I didn't get the chance to be in the dorms and make friends that way so I think training table provides that kind of outlet and it helps you guess like converse with different sports and make those kinds of relationships with them and like you see some people are in season and then that makes you want to like go to their competition meet or tournament or whatever um so i really like it and it's super fun it's like a buffet style everyone's like really close with each other i don't know it's it's a really nice atmosphere i like it yeah it's just it's just you can walk in and you can feel people just enjoying mm -hmm. kind of being around each other take us through a, you know when you had kind of discovered that you had a, a gluten intolerance and the celiac disease kind of how that process went that you realized you know something wasn't quite right well I was 11 so it was a while ago but I started having really bad like stomach pains and just abdominal pain and we went to my mom took me to a bunch of doctors and they were all like oh like it's this it's this but it never really worked out and they would give me suggestions but they never worked and they never made me feel better. And it got to a point where I was just very tired and lethargic and I didn't feel like myself. Um, so my mom went on Google and found like what possible options this could be. And something I think just really stuck with her and it was celiac disease. So she took me to a doctor and asked if I could be tested for it. And I was, I tested positive for it or however they work that. I. Turns out I had it. So actually, my mom kind of diagnosed me with celiac disease. <laughs> Gotta so. love that. Um, when you know, and your your major is what nutrition and health sciences, and this might be something that you you might want to utilize. Mm -hmm. um, you know, moving forward when you're done with gymnastics, just maybe something you could apply to help kids as well. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be really. I love kids. Like I just want to help um, anybody I can. That's like one of my passions in life. Just being able to help others. 
And I think it would be really cool if I know the symptoms and what celiac disease kind of feels like if I could use that to help kids. I'm not sure if I exactly want to go into the nutrition field, but I do know I want to work in the health department. So I was thinking more like a physician assistant or a nurse practitioner. So that way I could still be working with kids, um, but get like a different age range too. So That's amazing. And perfect transition because I did also want to ask you, I mean, you are very much involved in the community and do a lot mm -hmm. of community service. You are on the Tom Osborne what, citizenship team. Um, kind of take us through that and, and why that's important to you and, and why you have such a passion for giving back. Um, I honestly think it has a lot to do with my mom and my parents. They gave a lot to me to be able to be where I am today, and they sacrificed everything. My mom would drive me an hour to practice and back every day, and sometimes she would go there, go back home, go back, pick me up, and then go back home. So she, they always gave a lot to me, um, and I always have wanted to be able to give back to them, and not only them, but other people. And I just love giving to other people and making them happy. That just makes my heart happy. So I don't know. I've always wanted to like help others, and that's always been a huge passion of mine. And I do think it stems from both gymnastics and my family. So, so cool. What are some of the things that you've been able to get involved with here? Um, we do a lot of like volunteer hours. So we did the Maxi Fun Night um, where we went and volunteered for, I think it was around like Halloween, before Halloween. Um, and we like spray painted kids' hairs. Um, and then we throw like a birthday party for one of our huge fans. Um, and then we started this last year. Well, I love this project too. Um, we wrap like Christmas presents for a family and then we send them to them. So it's, I think last year it was someone who had cancer, and so we just wrapped uh, presents for her family, and that was really fun to be able to, like, see their reaction and know that they had, like, a great Christmas and we were a part of it, so. How important is that for you guys to utilize your platform as, as athletes here at Nebraska when there are so many people that look up to, to you guys? Yeah, it's huge. A lot of our fan base, I would say, our younger kids that are involved in gymnastics um, or just people that love gymnastics but it's a huge part of our life we always have to like make sure we're like signing autographs after meets and we always love doing that because like seeing the smiles on kids faces is the reason why a lot of us do what we do um, and just knowing that we have a huge impact on them and if we could give them advice they would take it as like the world. They would mean the world to them and I think that's really special and that's a huge reason of what, why we do what we do. And hopefully you'll get a lot of those kids inside Devaney this year yes. uh, packing it out for you guys. Kind of just wrapping things up as we, we've talked about it, season is right around the corner. I mean mm -hmm. how does this team kind of you know finish things up and put a, t a bow tie on everything and, and get ready to roll for uh, another season coming up in January. I believe January 4th, January 7th at Iowa State. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Super exciting. Like I said, I think just making sure we're focusing on the little details of things, perfecting the small things. We're not trying to make huge improvements right now. It's just really small details and working on like facial expressions and silly things like that. Um, and just making sure we're having fun doing what we do um, and just encouraging our teammates. And yeah, I would say trying to um, get the fan base excited for meets too. And getting ready to see them in Devaney, so.
Have you been trying to take on more of a leadership role this year? I mean, I know it's got to be different and, and more of a challenge coming in as, as a transfer and being new, but now that you've been here and you did compete so well a year ago, have you been trying to step into more of a leadership role for this team this year? Yeah, definitely. I actually just kind of had a conversation with my head coach about this and like the legacy us seniors want to leave, and we just want to make sure that if we could leave one thing, it would be to have our younger teammates and the underclassmen and even the upperclassmen look up to us and be like, I want to be the leader that they were. Um, so definitely trying to take a leadership role um, with all the seniors and making sure we're on the same page with things and so there's not like an overlap between like differences of, on the team. Um, but I think we're doing a pretty good job of it and I'm just really excited to see all our hard work and the team's hard work um, pay off during season. So. And tell us, because floor is always a fan favorite. Oh, you yeah. got, do we have some entertaining floor routines that we can be expecting oh, this yes, year? Oh, yes, definitely. Our volunteer um, coach, Sophia, is amazing at making floor routines, and she's got a couple special um, floor routines, and we're all trying to do, like, the Go Big Red chant in our floor routines, so it'll be, like, interactive with the fans. So I think that's going to be really cool, too, this year. Oh, that gives me chills. That's awesome. <laughs> Tell us about yours. Because you um, helped choreograph it, right? I A little bit. Um, I got to, like, have a say in it, I would guess. Um, but she did it, choreographed it, and we learned it together. And I'm just really excited because there's, like, a story that's really meaningful behind every routine. And I'm really excited for my routine just because it's my last year. And part of my story is just, like, going out with a bang, basically and making sure that I make this floor routine the best one yet. And I, I think it's really meaningful to not only me, but Sophia as well, um, just because she was the one choreographing it and knows the story behind it. So I'm just really excited to show everybody and perform it out on the floor. So Can't wait to see it. Again, they open up January 7th at Iowa State and then uh, women's gymnastics at home for the first time, the opener January 15th against BYU. So get those tickets. Caitlin, appreciate your time. Fantastic yes. stuff and can't wait to see you inside yes. Devaney. Thank you so much. The Husker Nutrition Podcast is brought to you by Midwest Dairy. Finish strong with chocolate milk, a natural source of high quality protein to build lean muscle. The right mix of carbs and protein proven to refuel exhausted muscles, fluid and electrolytes to rehydrate and replenish critical nutrients lost in sweat. You put in the hard work on the field, Chocolate milk will support your recovery off the field. Trusted by athletes, supported by science. We welcome in Peyton Robb, sophomore from the wrestling team. And what a start to the season for you and this team. Kind of what's, uh, what's the vibes been like around the team this year, especially given how weird of a year it was a year ago? Yeah, it's super different. It's like uh, last year we didn't start till January, I think. And so getting a full season... It's nice, but it's also like a lot because it's just such a big change where you're not used to going for that long at a time and starting this early. But uh, I think the team has handled it well and the coaches got us prepared like right away. Um, had a long preseason, so I think we're all in good shape and and it's going well so far. So you went from 165 to 157 this season. Kind of take us through that process and why you know you and the, the coaching staff made the decision to, to change that weight class. So yeah, so originally I was at 57 um, my first two years. And then last year with, with uh, like COVID stuff and 
in last year's season not counting towards eligibility and us needing um, a 65er. We're kind of in the middle of 57-65. We're going to need somebody to, to jump into one of those spots. And so um, coaches asked me if I'd be fine moving up. And I was like, yeah, I mean, for getting the experience at a bigger weight against it, it's a different kind of style of wrestling. Like even going up just one weight class is um, different type of wrestling. So the experience there, I knew that would help me. And um, and so I filled in there. I did pretty well. Um, didn't do as good as I would have liked, but uh, but I was proud of the way I wrestled a lot of the season. And um, and then yeah, I just we just decided at myself and the coaches um, that it would be a good idea to go back down and just use what I learned up at 65 and continue on with that at 57. Um, I didn't think into it that much. I mean, I just, if the coaches ask me if I want to do something, then I'm usually in. I, I'm pretty, uh, pretty team guy. down with that. Yeah, team oriented. What's the, you, you talk about taking a lot away from, you know, 65 to 57 and it's different kind of wrestling. What is the kind of probably the biggest thing that you took away that's kind of been beneficial for you so far this season? So, yeah, so, uh, at 57, I tried to like use a lot of my strength and felt like I was one of the stronger guys at the weight class of 57 my first couple years. And um, so I tried to use that a lot uh, to win matches and that kind of thing. And then going up to 65, it's a lot more difficult to use your strength and bully guys around um, when they're bigger than you or when you're moving up a weight class. So I had to rely more on um, technique and uh, my technique quality to to pull me through those matches. So I think bringing that back in and also being able to use my strength down, back down at 57 was, is, a, is a big part. You also won the uh, uh, under 23 national championships this summer, got to compete for Team USA at the world championships. Um, how cool was that, getting to rep for Team USA this summer? Yeah, super cool. The first uh, age level world team I've made, so that was a big accomplishment. Um, I was super excited and uh, I'm really glad I got to wrestle because a lot of foreigners have a different style of wrestling also. And so um, so it was kind of cool to try to adapt to that and, and see what their workouts look like and how they wrestle and try to um, learn from that. And, uh, and yeah, so that was super cool. I got to spend a week out in Serbia uh, with one of my coaches who – one of the new coaches, so Tervel Delagnev, who uh, – was just hired here within the last year. Um, he's super smart in the sport of wrestling, and so I was glad to spend a week with out there with him. What's kind of, I mean, you talked a little bit about just the experience, and but, I mean, you've had such a tough schedule to start. You've, what, wrestled two defending national champs. You've, you've taken down the, the second-ranked wrestler in the country. I mean, what's been your approach to this season, and, and how much confidence are you kind of wrestling with right now? Um, I think my approach has just been to, like, kind of stay out of my head in those big matches. You can't, like, think about it too much. Otherwise, uh, you're going to get flustered and then hold, try to hold on to a match when if you're winning and that's when you make mistakes. And um, going into matches, I've just been trying to not think about them as much because um, if you build them up so much, then you're not going to be able to live up to that. And so I think that's the biggest thing. So just stepping on the mat, like, I can win every match. Um, 
and then just comp trying to compete my best. Well, obviously, this is a nutrition podcast, and we talked a little bit about you know you you moving back down to 157, but you know just the nutrition part of it. I, I think you know obviously people that follow wrestling know just how you know the, the cutting weight and the making weight and, and all of that. But you know for someone in the sport, can you just maybe describe the importance of the nutrition aspect to what you do out on a mat? Yeah, like um, what you always hear, like what you are, what you eat. I think if you put like junk in your body, you're not going to compete like you should. And um, it's really important in a sport like wrestling where you are a little bit deprived of food for a little bit while you're getting down to weight. So what you put in your body right after that is that much more important. And so nutrition has a is a is a big place in wrestling. How do you balance that? I mean, the being safe about it, but it's part of the sport, right? And and you know, making sure that you do have the right fuel and that you're doing it the right way. I mean, how do you go about that when I'm sure sometimes, you know, it's got to be a challenge? Yeah, um, it plays a lot into, like, the mental side of it. You got to be driven to do it. Um, I look at it, like, two ways pretty much, either work out to eat or eat to work out. So feel yourself to work out or work out so you can feel yourself more. Um, and so kind of taking those two and then just picking whichever one you want to do is how I look at it most of the time. Um, and then also making sure you put the right stuff in your body to fuel, to work out or work out to put the right stuff in your body. Are you someone that loses quickly, that it, it's a little bit harder? Because I know there's everybody's different and some people it's a little bit more challenging. What, what's it like for you to kind of get down to that weight? Um, I can lose quite a bit of practice. Um, in a practice, I can probably lose like up to five pounds, but then you got to put, you got to like rehydrate and that kind of stuff. But I can lose that. And then getting close to competition, you don't have to put, or you don't put as much back in you. So I can lose weight pretty easily. I don't have a, that tough of a time. Um, I never have really struggled with weight issues. So Nuani actually always tells me, ah, oh, you're good. I don't have to worry about you. So <laughs> the, when you were wrestling at 165 and you were, you know, having to have the strength and, and all of that, um, how how important was the food aspect to that? And, you know, putting on that weight and keeping that weight up and, and having that strength. Yeah. Super important that and, uh, lifting throughout the season, we usually have like two different lifting regiments. And one is for guys that are not looking to like bulk up and it's more like cardio based and then one that's more like lifting based and so doing that along with uh putting a lot of protein in and a lot of protein I drank a lot of protein shakes last year and Nuani always helped me with that and um just combining those two and trying to keep that weight up is important as you know a student athlete here at Nebraska not everybody has the kind of you know sports nutrition performance nutrition um, aspect department like Nebraska does how beneficial is that for you guys specifically as wrestlers to have the training table to have a, a dietitian specifically assigned to you guys it's that is trained in wrestling and knows about wrestling just all the kind of different um, you know aspects of the nutrition department here at Nebraska how beneficial is that for you guys yeah it's huge um, Nuani is a great help like she knows what we go through every day at the practice in the practice room and 
she's there a lot of the time too, just watching practice. So, and she's had the background, so she knows what we need to put back in our body and what we need to refuel. And then she's also over at the training table a ton. So um, we get her there and she kind of guides us how we're supposed to eat a lot of time. And the training table has super healthy food anyway, so it's kind of hard to mess that up. So, so it's kind of like not forced, but like easily guided into just eating right in Nebraska. What's your go-to pre-game, pre-match meal that, I mean, are you a, a, someone that does the same thing every time you mix it up? Yeah, I try to do the same thing most of the time. Um, a lot of times I try to get like, they have like preheatable, like, um, like Campbell's soup little things. Uh -huh. And so I try to eat like chicken noodle soup or something for like carbs and salt to, to retain water and stuff that you put back in. And then usually Pedialyte, um, and then maybe like some fruits. I like to eat like banana a lot of the time. So those kind of things. I try not to eat too much because then you don't want to walk out on the mat and feel bloated or feel heavy and then like slow feet. Slow feet don't eat is what we always say around the wrestling room. That's awesome. Uh, your, your major is what, nutrition and health and exercise science? Did I say it right? Nutrition and exercise health science. Uh, what's kind of the, the big things you learned from that and uh, you know, taken away from, from your major that you've been able to apply into to what you do as a wrestler? Yeah, like um, some of the bigger ones is like one of the classes that I really took away from was anatomy um, and just in physiology and how things in your body just work depending on what you put in your body and um, how different like muscle groups work, how the, like the smallest aspects of everything work. And so I think I've taken away those types of things um, more than anything else and been able to look into wrestling, whether like it be if I'm feeling sore or that kind of thing, or if uh, I feel strong, trying to figure out what I did to feel that kind of way. So um, those are the biggest things that I think I took away was like anatomy, physiology of how the body works. So let's go back and, and talk a little bit more about this team and moving forward. I mean, Coach Manning has made no bones about that uh, this team did not perform up to standard last postseason and, and was pretty disappointing into the season. How has that fueled you guys uh, going into this year and, and leading up to the point where you're at right now? Yeah, I think uh, Manning wasn't the only one disappointed. Like, like we, I myself, and I've talked with other guys like that didn't perform as well at Nationals, and we were all disappointed pretty much in ourselves as much as we could be. And, we didn't walk away with a good feeling in, in our head or in our hearts. And so um, I think the feeling was mutual between the coaches and, uh, and the wrestlers. And I think using that, we use that as fuel to kind of go into this season. Like, we didn't get it done last year. We got to go in and, uh, and really make this the year that, that they were all expecting, that everyone was expecting last year. So... I think we kind of got a chip on our shoulder in that way this year. 
How tough is uh, the Big Ten? I mean, we always we, we talk a lot about volleyball, and Coach Cook says it's harder to win the Big Ten than it is to win a national title sometimes. But just the the competitiveness of this conference, how tough is it to kind of compete in that week in and week out? Yeah, it's a uh, it's super tough. Like you look at the Big Ten compared to other conferences in re wrestling specifically. It's like you you'll get good guys in other conferences, but. Um, there's like that one guy at that weight in that conference, whereas at the Big Ten, in the Big Ten, there's like it's like a mini national tournament going into right the two weeks before the national tournament. So it's uh, yeah, it's a super uh, tough schedule coming up when we go into the Big Ten season. So we got to be prepared for that, rested, and that's when um, everything has to be right. Your nutrition and the way you're living has to be right. Um, otherwise, you'll get eaten up by the schedule. You talked about the, just the chip on the shoulder and how motivated this team is. I mean, just the, the chemistry and overall in, in the wrestling room, um, you know, how tight-knit is this group and, and how much have you guys kind of come together into this year being that there are so many returners and some key guys that, that have been around this program for so long. Yeah, um, it's, it's super cool to have guys that have been around for that long, like uh, Schultz specifically, and, or Eric Schultz, and uh, Taylor Vens. Chad Red, those kind of guys. Like usually, they'd be out of there by now. And uh, but it feel it's it, it's really nice for me because I get to spend more time around those guys, and those guys are great. And so I think that adds to how close the team has become because we were already close before. But knowing that we get another chance with the team that we had um, is huge, and and I think that just adds to the like to the severity of of how much we want to to perform this year and just again getting to have fans back inside Devaney mm -hmm. and uh you know with the Big Ten not you know having the opportunity to have fans how excited are you guys to, to have that support back I'm super excited like the couple years ago when we had like the Penn State duel and the Ohio State duel at Nebraska and, the, and it was like packed in the Devaney Center those were like some of my favorite moments in college wrestling so far. And so I'm hoping to have a couple more like that. And so already UNC felt like it was pretty, there was a good crowd there. So that duel was really fun, especially because I ended up winning that match, but it felt super loud in there too. So those are the, those are what makes the sport fun. You're currently ranked six in the country. I mean, what's kind of your goal? What's your process? I mean, it's a long season. I know you take it probably one week at a time, one match at a time, but, but what's kind of the goal uh, for you? What kind of expectations do you have for yourself the remainder of the season? Yeah, I, I said it in, a, in another interview, but uh, I think my goal is just to step on the mat and step off the mat or come off the mat with nothing left to give in the match. And so... Um, I talked about Coach Travell earlier. He said that to me while we were out in Serbia because um, he felt like in one of my matches that I left where I could have given more. And so I want to leave every match like I have nothing left to give. And um, you can be proud of a loss if, if you do that. But if you lose and you don't do that, then that's something that you'll look back on and, and you might regret. So I want to try to do that. I don't want to regret any matches. Very well said. We appreciate your time and, and best of luck. We look forward to seeing you guys back in Devaney soon. Thank you for having me on.
Once again, this Huskers Nutrition podcast is made possible thanks to Midwest Dairy, representing your local dairy farm families. We now welcome in the Assistant Director of Performance Nutrition, Lisa Kopecki. We've heard a lot from Dave Ellis, the director, um, but you know, I know when he came back here, he, he called you and said, hey, come back to Nebraska. So this is your second stint with Nebraska and, and Performance Nutrition, right? Yes, this is my eighth year in performance. Um, back in 98, Dave Ellis took a chance on me. Um, and Nebraska at that time became the first university to have two full-time registered dietitians on staff. So um, back in 2002, we both kind of went our own separate ways. I spent the majority of my professional career in the healthcare sector. And then in 18, Dave said, hey, I'm going back to Nebraska. Do you want to join me? And I jumped at the chance. That's yes. awesome. Tell us a little bit about kind of how your, your background, why this was something that you were drawn to. And, and like you said, it was kind of the first time, that, the, the first school that had two dietitians on staff and, and kind of how this, this was the path that you wanted to be on. So my path is a little bit different than sports dietitians of today in that I have worked primarily in healthcare. But when I finished college, got my registered dietitian certification, I really wanted to work with a healthy population that wanted to continue maintaining their health. And everybody told me, you'll never get a job working in that environment. So I'm here to say that not only once did I get a job working in that environment, but twice. And so it's important to me because food has power and I want to empower our student athletes. They're the reason I'm here. I absolutely love the opportunity to build relationships with them and to help them develop a skill that they're going to be able to carry throughout the rest of their life. We were talking before we started recording and, and I'm, you know, say the kind of the same thing a little bit on as far as the media goes about, you know, giving a platform to women's sports and you've mm -hmm. been a big advocate for providing equality for, for women's sports here. And, I, you know, since I've gotten here, I've been really impressed with, you know, the uh, importance and the uh, emphasis that's been placed on women's sports and, and the equity here. Kind of tell us a little bit about that and, and your role in that and why that's been important to you as well. Well, since Title IX, we've been striving for equality for women in athletics, but I think what we lost sight of is that women's bodies are different mm -hmm. than men's bodies. And right now, what I've been trying to focus on is normalizing conversations about menstrual health. And the athletic department has been working very diligently in getting representation for women's health, and we'll see some changes here this next semester. That's awesome. So, and you work with specific sports, right? I mean, I know mm -hmm. that, you know, you pray oversee everything and have a lot of different, wear a lot of different hats, but one thing here at Nebraska that we've heard a lot about is each sport kind of has their own uh, registered dietitian that, that is tailored to that sport. So can you kind of take us through the, the sports that you work with? Right. So up until recently, I've worked um, specifically with nine of our teams, baseball, softball, soccer, men and women's tennis, men and women's golf, bowling, and rifle. And I'm starting to um, let some of our newer dietitians get a hand in working with some of those teams. So it's changing once in a while, but I love the dynamics of working with female and male teams. Uh, with um, you know the two student athletes that we have on this podcast with you, uh, with Peyton Rob and then Caitlin Higgins with gymnastics, both of them are kind of that's that's their major is you know the the performance science, the nutrition science, and performance part of it. Um, but 
I know you guys have a, a, a lot of students that you just said you're kind of turning some of the things over. You have a lot of graduate students, a lot of students that are kind of going through the program. Uh, kind of tell us a little bit about that program and why that's important for you guys to continue to pass along this knowledge and bring along the next, next generation. Well, we continue to want to be a destination for performance dietitians, and we can only do that if we start getting them trained early on in their career. So we work closely with UNL's dietetics program, both at the undergrad and graduate level. So we have opportunities for our undergrad students to get involved and to really gain the skills they need, the job experience working in food service. And then as they move through the um, internship process or the graduate program, then they're able to get some more management experience in food service as well as in performance nutrition. That's got to be a big recruiting tool. I mean, it's what a luxury because, again, not a lot of departments have the, just the size and then the, the training table. You look at all the different ways that students can kind of get involved, and especially like a student athlete that maybe this is the, the direction that they want to be in, that you know, they got someone right there. They got the best of the best right there that they can turn to to kind of help navigate getting into this field. Yeah, in the last three years, we've really focused on uh, the training table being a performance kitchen and a teaching kitchen and lately we've started seeing a lot of our student athletes who are in a career choice for nutrition or down that path of sports nutrition they're starting to come in and want to get real life experience working with teams that maybe they have no exposure with so we might have a track athlete working with softball um, so it's just a nice balance they understand the demands of performance and so it's not shocking when we have early morning activities or um, we're feeding teams on the weekend or holidays We've talked to Dave about this. We've talked to a number of the coaches and student athletes that, you know, that's a place, the training table, that they take recruits because you can mm -hmm. kind of see the family feel and the atmosphere. It's, it's just a cool atmosphere for people that, you know, again, might be hearing this for the first time or might not have ever been down there. It's like when you go down there, it's just like a melting pot of all the different, you know, student athletes and teams and coaches. What's that like from your perspective to kind of see that gathering? And I know the training table is going to be immaculate in the new facility, too. Well, it's pretty fantastic. Not only do they come together and we get to watch them interact with one another, one another, but we also have four different stations within the training table where they actually get to prepare their own food. So whether they're making a deli sandwich, a protein smoothie, a pizza, or using the Life Skills Kitchen to make a pasta bowl or scrambled eggs, it's just an awesome opportunity to see them using the skills we've been trying to teach them. Is it kind of, um, I feel like it's kind of indicative of the overall culture here at Nebraska when you go to the training table because you mm -hmm. see all the different, you might have different sports sitting together for lunch or dinner or whatever it might be. Yeah, and it's fun. You know, they have their tables designated um, by sport. J they just do that naturally themselves, but I'm starting to see them mingle amongst tables, and it's fun. Um, they enjoy supporting one another, and it's just a great atmosphere for camaraderie. One of the things that's really helped build that atmosphere is our annual cooking showdown, and we recently just had our third annual one in November. We had 12 student-athletes participate. Um, the twist this year with the cooking showdown is they had to use Dorothy Lynch dressing uh -huh. in their recipe. Dorothy Lynch was one of our sponsors. And our winner this year was Ed from our men's basketball team. So, yeah, it was Ooh. very exciting. Eduardo Andre, mm -hmm. that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, what did he make? Um, he had, I was not there personally. I believe he had a shrimp 
dish. I can't remember what else they told me was in it, but I'm sure he would love to show you how he made that. That is so awesome. What, I mean, a lot, we have a lot of interest, a lot of people that listen in to, to Sports Nightly that ask in about the new facility, and obviously it's right outside the studio, and we can see it's coming up very quickly. I know Dave's, you know, been working in diligently, but how important is that to kind of stay on top of, you know, the facilities and making sure that you got the best of the best for these student athletes? Well, one of the things we've done is we've really been building up our culinary staff. So we've just add two, added two new sous chefs. We have James Tinkler and Marin Jensen. They've just joined the team, and they're working on recipe and menu development along with our existing culinary staff. And then we've put together a culinary engagement team. These three new dietitians, um, they work at sourcing and finding the best ingredients for our student athletes. They're ordering those supplies, they're receiving them, they're working on nutrition and allergen labeling, and then menu innovation as well. So they're trying to keep what we make available to the student athletes fresh and exciting. We want them to continuously come back for more. And on that culinary engagement team, one of those dietitians is also a chef. So it's really exciting that the quality of staff we have in our teaching kitchen just keeps improving. I know the student athletes love that too. Uh, I, I wanted to get your, your take and your perspective again on the two athletes that we have in on, on, the, on the podcast with you today. Peyton Robb is a guy, he's ranked sixth in the country at, at his weight class, but he just moved from weight class from 165 to 157. And, you know, for wrestling, I think we all know about the, the cutting weight and the having to weigh in and, and whatnot. But can you kind of take us through from a, from a dietitian's perspective what that what goes into that when he is kind of switching up the weight classes, specifically going down a weight class? Mm -hmm. Well, Nuwani does a great job working with the student athletes year round, so it's not a surprise for most of them when they transition down a weight class, but there's a weight certification process. So student athletes before, um, wrestlers particularly, before their season starts, they have to certify. So that avoids the process of student athletes dropping drastic amounts of weight that could be dangerous to their health. So there's a specific guideline in place they can't drop more than one and a half percent per week and so she's working very closely to make sure that they're meeting their weekly goals. She's available in the training table helping them make better decisions um, and then just always a presence at practice as well and on the road that just helps them understand how to refuel once they've weighed in as well as rehydrate because dehydration is a common practice in wrestling. Yeah I mean how important I mean, you talk about it's it's every sport, but you know specifically for like wrestling that mm -hmm. you do, it's so draining, and then you are trying to make a weight class just to make sure you have someone that's kind of educating you on the process so that you are doing it healthily. Right, and we really try to move that focus away from the weight itself, mm -hmm. and we want that focus to be performance-based as well as long-term health-based. And that really gives the buy-in to the student-athlete, and they're more engaged in making better choices when they are eating. And then as far as Caitlin goes, and, and we had a, she was talking about with gymnastics, of course, you're wearing a leotard and, and it can be some pressure mm -hmm. as far as your body goes. But again, it, it is such a grueling sport that they train you around and you do have to fuel your body. But, you know, just the balance of, of the food and the nutrition part of it, how does that kind of play into gymnastics specifically? Well, gymnastics is another high demand sport. And with the leotard and, um, they're not, they're not as weight restrictive as wrestling, but it is still important for their sport to be able to throw themselves through the air for different routines. And 
we try to really shift the focus to nutrient-dense foods and try to teach them how those different foods are going to help their performance long-term. So having Nawani again or one of our nutrition staff members present at practice, constant reminders of refueling throughout their practice, making sure they're not showing up at practice underfueled, and then that they get that recovery process started right away at the end of practice. All of those are very important. And Caitlin was talking about that, you know, she has celiac disease, and, and I know you guys have so many different student-athletes that you kind of cater to mm -hmm. and have different kind of needs as far as that goes. What's that process like for you guys as you, as you get involved with these different teams to make sure that everyone kind of is covered, and is mm -hmm. for, especially for like an athlete like Caitlin? Yeah, we have quite a few uh, student-athletes that currently have celiac disease, as well as some that are gluten intolerant. So I do all of the ordering and sourcing for our fueling station. So I spend a lot of time looking for quality products that are gluten-free, but also that some of our other student athletes might enjoy as well. So we have a wide variety. If we can make them gluten-free and make it mainstream for everybody, that's just a win for us. Is there ever situations where maybe they come in and don't know that maybe they have a certain kind of intolerance and you guys mm -hmm. kind of have to go through that process of what works for certain student athletes? Yeah, we'll work very closely with athletic medicine. When, um, and a great example, I had a student athlete a couple years ago who just hadn't been feeling well for a period of time. I had exhausted everything I could do and sent her over to athletic medicine and we did find out that she had celiac disease. It was a new diagnosis for her. So then I was able to start education right away and help her get through the next season. So, and then just for, for listeners that might wonder about what specifically kind of goes into it, you guys aren't just, you know, making, standing at the training table and, and giving them food. What's the process like of working with these teams? I mean, you travel with them some, right? You're at, at games, just kind of what is that like as you work with these teams? So I work with a variety of teams, nine teams specifically. I can't travel with every team, but I am stocking their team rooms or their athletic training rooms with supplies that help get them ready for pre-practice, post-practice. Might be electrolyte drinks, bars, cherry juice for post-activity. Um, I work directly with either the director of ops or head coaches to determine what their needs for fueling are on the road and try to streamline that process so that our student athletes have opportunities to fuel appropriately. Um, they are college students, so given the opportunity, they may not make a good choice on the road. <laughs> and we, we have to be there to try and guide them in that decision-making process. So, you know, we, we talked at the beginning, your kind of journey here. What's the most reward, rewarding part about working here at Nebraska? Seeing a student athlete engage in what we make available to them and then to be successful in their sport, that is the most rewarding opportunity we encounter. And then just overall, how excited are you about the future of kind of where, again, you're, you're going to get a brand new facility here pretty soon and just... Um, you know, the, the growth, like you mm -hmm. mentioned with the, the women's health specifically, just how excited are you about the direction of this program? I love it. It's very exciting. Um, the buzz is building every week, and it's just motivating to know that there's constant change coming, especially after COVID. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Fascinating stuff, and it was uh, great to get another perspective. We, we hear from Dave a lot, but to kind of hear your, your take on it and, and all the work you're doing, especially with the women's sports here. All right. Thank you.